Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Bobcats attached outright to their championship title. The Grizz fell at home to a familiar nemesis, and the last evening of Big Sky Conference regular season hoops commences tonight. Hello, I am Colter Duanez. Montana State men sewed up a share of the Big Sky title against Southern Utah on Tuesday. On Thursday in Bozeman, Bobcats ensured the title is theirs alone with a 75-69 win over Sac State. The victory moves MSU to 15-4 in Big Sky play and 23-7 overall. Each record a program best, because during the Big Sky as a charter member back in 1960. The Bobcats will take the number one seed in the next week's conference tournament in Boise. In Missoula, the Grizzlies continued struggling to beat Northern Colorado at home, a place Montana is usually nearly impossible to beat. UM entered Thursday's contest having won 58 of their last 68 games at Dahlberg Arena. After UNC's 75-66 win of the last 11 home losses UM has suffered in Missoula, six have come to Northern Colorado. Montana's loss drops them to 11-8 in league play. UM is locked in as the number five seed in next week's conference tournament, and Northern Colorado Colorado can secure the two seed with a win in Bozeman Saturday or the three seed with a loss to the Bobcats. Finally, the women's league wraps up tonight. MSU can win at Northern Colorado. Bobcats will share the league title. And if the Lady Grizz can win at Sac State, Montana would receive a first round bye. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
this playlist was curated by our good friend Rajim Seabrook. But he was unable to make it in today. He actually made it in, but he's, he's feeling under the weather. So we said, just go home, man. Get yourself some rest. So hopefully he's feeling better. A little Diana Ross for you on a Friday. I could safely say I've never played Diana Ross on this show. So hopefully he's somewhere grooving. Hopefully my mother's listening. My mother loves Diana Ross and the Supremes. It's good stuff. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks for kicking it with us here on a Friday. Excited to take this show on the road. We'll have... Broadcast courtside from Boise, Idaho, from the Big Sky Tournament, stem to stern, from Monday through Friday next week, and then we'll be taking the show on the road again the following week for the NCAA Tournament. So very much look forward to that. Congratulations to Cody, our winner for our Grizz basketball tickets. He gets to go to senior night tomorrow down there at Dahlberg Arena as Montana hosts Sac State. So big games tonight in Big Sky Conference. Uh, Action for the women. Three pivotal games. The MSU women play with an opportunity, they play at Northern Colorado with an opportunity to share the Big Sky Conference title with a victory with Idaho State. Idaho and Northern Arizona are both uh, in the mix for a first-round bye. They play each other in Flagstaff tonight. And the Lady Grizz play at Sac State with an opportunity to secure a bye, but a loss will drop them into the first round, and they will play on the first day on Monday. We'll have more analysis of the upcoming slate of women's games here in about 30 minutes. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Happy Friday. Doing this on a Thursday from our recording standpoint. It's the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports, presented by AC Hotel. A little switch up for you. Most of our on-air giveaways are going to be all then combined into a sweet prize package for our ESPN Bracket Challenge. So stay tuned for that. We'll be launching our ESPN pool on ESPN.com next week, and the prize packages will include... Several hundred dollars in cash, gift cards from great places like Paradise Falls, the Desperado, Tagliari, Warden's Market, and the AC Hotel. So stay tuned for all of that, but we will continue to give you the best of the best when it comes to the chick who doesn't know sports. Except next week, probably won't have one since we'll be in Boise and Carolyn will be here. Carolyn, you have your nice notes prepared. I hope I can read my handwriting. Were you a straight A student? Oh, God, no. You know, salespeople are C students with A-plus personalities. Oh, my God. Is that like the old cliche? Sure. No wonder I'm terrible at sales. No wonder I'm great at sales. <laughs> I got a, I got A-plus students and C-minus personality. What's going on in your world? What's Have you been skiing lately? Skied last weekend. Nick had a race. Left? Yeah, there's some snow. We're headed How about to- your kids with their sweet uh, ski videos? Are they like the next Warren Miller? Yeah. You hope so? I hope so. I want, I think, I mean, Nick's uh, world premiere of Skez came out. What does that even mean? S-K-E-Z. Google it and look it up on YouTube. Okay. It just means Skez. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, and yeah, he's pretty talented, I have to say. I think he's on Ski Race Team just to make ski movies, okay. to be honest, which well, is fine. fine. Yeah. I mean, our good friend Quinn Wolferman, who just won a uh, gold medal at the X Games, he's a Missoula native he uh has been gravitating toward that as well he's mostly just been making videos about the x games and then they just happened to add this sweet new event called the knuckle huck that he's like super good at and then he just went and won a gold medal so nice maybe that's nick's future maybe you should tell nick about quinn wolferman i will 
We'll Google it. Yeah, you him. can listen to him on the podcast. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh, sweet. Well, maybe we can connect them and they can make some some killer movies. Sounds super, super, what do the, the kids say? Rad. Rad. I don't even know if kids say that anymore. I don't either. Yeah. I think they usually say dope, but they don't know what that dope. means. That's but. bad. It's good. <laughs> No, we're headed to Big Sky this weekend nice. for a race, and I'm Sweet. hoping to, you know, maybe rub shoulders with some fellow celebrities. Okay. And uh, why? Because there's celebrities all over Big Sky. Yeah. It's because the median home price of Big Sky Montana right now is 1.285 million dollars. I'm not even going to tell you what I have to pay as oh. a race parent oh. for my ticket. Oh. By the way, I'll maybe get three runs in. Uh, oh yeah, no, I I totally believe it. I mean. I had a friend go there who uh, hadn't done enough research uh, on the ticket prices, but they drove from Missoula, so they're already three and a half hours into it. And he's like, yeah, I spent like four figures to take my family skiing. I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah, no. There's, <laughs> <One> way, <day. laughs> there's way better skiing elsewhere. Big Sky is pretty sweet. It though. is, but not it for that sweet. money. They don't want us. They don't want locals there. That's the most fascinating part of it when you go to Big Sky now. It's rare you hear English in the lift line. Because yeah. there's people there from all over the world. You'll hear Spanish and German and I think I'm going to work on an accent this weekend and just see what, <laughs> you know. You, I, see, if I was a ski parent, especially if my kids were teenage boys, I'd be dressing like straight Lloyd and Harry. Right. Straight dumb and dumber. Give me like the creamsicle onesie. That's actually trendy right now on the slopes. <laughs> so they'd think that's cool. Okay, well, okay. Yeah, so. so maybe you just wear your like normal black on black or something. Yeah. Nerd it out. I'll just nerd it out. Whatever's warm. Okay. Well, what do you got? Chicken Nose No Sports here on ESPN Radio. What's up? I don't even know where to start. So I'm going to start with one of my most hated basketball players, James Harden. You have a lot. Do you have any basketball players you like? Shaq. Yeah. Okay. LeBron. You do like LeBron. That's good. I like little Steph Curry. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, My mother really likes Steph. I do not she like not James like Harden. Well, that's easy to do. So let's let's do a little refresher. He was playing for Houston. And James was Harden was being was a big old baby. Yep, and then he had the fat suit or whatever. Yep, got traded to the Nets. Traded to the Nets. That was his goal, to be traded yep. to the Nets. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. And yeah. now he got traded for Ben Simmons. You're another one of your favorites. This to be so basically I feel like they traded one problem for another. Do you agree? Sure. Yeah, but like every guy in the league now is pretty much a problem. I shouldn't say that, but the common theme among these guys is that they all are this is the there's a double-edged sword to every single thing in society, no matter what, even if it's a beneficial thing, right? Mm -hmm. The the cognizance and uh, and uh, awareness of mental health, that's a good thing, broadly. Every single, no, I shouldn't say every single, that's too much of a broad sweeping statement. Many NBA superstars are using that as a crutch to say, I'm doing what's best for me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what's best right. for my mental health. LeBron's never said that one time in his life. Michael Jordan never even considered that. Le Michael Jordan was doing... What was best for his winning? <laughs> that was <Right>. it. <laughs> well, that's what I don't. So Ben Simmons sat most of the season out. Yeah. And then when he did play, he biffed some some shots. Well, he can't shoot. Okay. Yes. Well, I don't know. And <laughs> he's, then he's the worst shooting player in the league, which is just mystifying considering how talented and high paid he is. Anyways. So then he got hurt because his coach and uh, fellow players kind of made a couple comments because he missed some important shots. Yep. And then he had a little, he felt bad and it was sad. And so now he's getting traded. And I just think you're just trading two babies for each other and sure. you're just going to have the same amount of problems. 
Yeah. These, but you're looking out for your other babies because Joel Embiid for the Sixers is uh, he's an emotional guy. He's not necessarily as big of a uh, wuss as these other guys. But um, when you got somebody like him, you have to do things to accentuate his abilities. And I don't know, though. Getting rid of Ben Simmons isn't objectively good because Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons' marriage was over. But... You're right, adding James Harden, I don't really know how much that helps because he's just sort of same vein, similar, selfish guy. I want to point something out. Remember the good old days in the 90s and early 2000s when Kobe and Shaq hated each other, but they still played together and won countless championships? Three championships, yep. What was the tie that binds, though? Right, but I'm just saying... What was the tie that binds? I don't know. A head coach that could actually control those Okay, well... Great. That's the so, thing. That is, Phil Jackson is the greatest coach in team sports history, not because of any of his timeouts or substitutions or trades or anything like that. He it's because respect. he got Michael Jordan to not kill Dennis Rodman and he got Shaq to not kill Kobe. Maybe we need more <laughs> salespeople in coaching positions because well, I feel like okay. I could have a chat with these kids. You don't these like boys. working past 3 p.m. any day. Zip it. Week, so. <laughs> if I didn't start till 3 p.m., I'd be fine. Well, in coaching, you have to co- you have to work from 5 a.m. until 2 a.m. basically. But how much do you get paid? Well, Phil Jackson's making $10 million a year yeah. last year. All right. I could do that. Here's my point. These coaches need to, like, get these guys to get their act together because yep. it's not all about just them and their, you know, big baby meltdowns. They are hired to be on a team, yep. and they need to play with their team. The reason the NBA is such a crazy dichotomy is because – the owners are who you actually work for, but they aren't your actual manager or boss or deciding anything that you actually do with your day-to-day life. But it's the only real industry, professional sports is the only real industry where you make 10 to 100 times more than your quote-unquote manager. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so hard to manage these guys. I th- like I th- how is Doc Rivers supposed to manage James Harden? Doc Rivers gets paid probably $3 million a year. James Harden makes like $50 million. See, this is where I'm going to disagree with you because that's just it's just called respect. Sure. It doesn't matter what the paycheck is and what the money is. Yep. You have respect for the person who's in charge. Yep. And these guys do not have respect. True. And... This mom is getting really annoyed (laughs) because it doesn't matter. I, you know, it doesn't matter what you make. You're not going to have a career if you are unmanageable and uncoachable. Well, that's actually objectively untrue because most of the guys in the NBA right now are uncoachable and unmanageable yet continue to get higher contracts. And it's just the way that it works in the NBA. As long as people still watch television and buy tickets, it's never going to change. It's the same thing with the NFL. As long as... As long as people continue to buy into every single piece of news that comes out of the NFL, even all the bad news, they keep winning. Well, this <laughs> is annoying. So, you're so mad. <laughs> I just think it's it's like... Your premise is completely correct, and I fully agree with you. And it's why I don't like watching players like those guys. Mm-hmm. I like watching guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, who, who got paid. He's one of the highest paid players in the league. He won a championship, yet he still brings it every single night. He's not this awful self-righteous person he's so humble you know so question then all right so they're getting paid through the nba and making all this money right what about sponsorships right do do you feel like these bad attitudes affect sponsorships oh it's such an interesting question too us uh rural montanans who like live in this cold wintry place and really respect work ethic and have like real really no impact on what's trendy in america of course we don't like all of this sort of behavior but a great deal of America does. That's the problem. James Harden is absolutely one of the most marketable athletes in the world. Gross. 
Most people treat who they worship as a direct reflection of themselves. Okay. That's why Donald Trump was the president. <laughs> Donald Trump is the is the personification of the American psyche, for better or worse. This is not a political rant. That's a fact. A great deal, many people in this country do not see Donald Trump as a, a narcissistic, self-ingratiating billionaire. They just see him as the person they always wanted to be. Sadly. Gross. All right, well. <laughs> Gross. James Harden's antics, but also like his, his uh, I don't even know how to say it, his beard. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different things that go into it. Yeah, unfortunately, like the, uh, I'm trying to think of good examples of guys who actually like do it right in the NBA. Like Clay Thompson doesn't have a lot of commercials. Clay Thompson does it right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I mean, there is the LeBrons of the world, but also LeBron has sort of gravitated towards this like, self-righteous attitude as like the second coming of Muhammad Ali when all really all really LeBron has had to do is endure the the monster of exposure not actually like real social ills but we digress uh, James Harden is marketable for better or worse that sucks all right let's move it along so Chicken doesn't know sports ESPN radio major league baseball oh buddy announced yesterday that they are not going to start on opening day they canceled the first two series of the season so so silly so I did some research because I thought it was just players being no no this has nothing to do with the players right. well it has a little bit to little do with bit the players to do, but the players are like willing to make a lot of sacrifices the owners are not so the owners want to expand the playoffs to get more TV revenue that's right and and add two teams I that's believe right. and the players want to protect their prospects from um, being held back in the minors yep so they otherwise, because if they're held back, they can be signed for less money. That's right. And then, um, in the meantime, they already eliminated half of minor league baseball, right. which was something that almost took the Osprey slash Paddleheads away from Missoula. Right. Thank goodness there's great ownership here that kept that here. Now, will our opening day and everything be affected by this? No, because they're no? no longer affiliated with Major League Baseball. Okay. So that's actually it's actually be a great windfall for the Paddleheads if these yeah. if these people keep screwing around. Through May. Minor league baseball. And then all of a sudden the Paddleheads like open their season. There's no other baseball. There's going to be so many baseball people there, which yeah. is going to be awesome. Yeah. I guess salaries have to, of young starters have kind of just not moved. Yeah. And then the top end players, they make all the money. And and like such an outrageous it's Such an money. outrageous amount, yes. Yeah. And then they want to address tanking. Right. So because that, in, in baseball... If you have the worst record, it's like automatic. It's not like the uh, NBA where having the worst record gets you in the mix because you have to win a draft lottery. In the major leagues, if you have the worst record, you get the number one pick, period. Okay, so let's go with that. So you get the number one pick. You've you've tanked. You've got the number right. one pick. Yep. What does that do to you if you're losing? I mean, you get one good player out of it. Why wouldn't you want to keep your team as, you know, like the, what is the point the of that? The eternal question of sports. Money. It's all all money, yeah, obviously. Well, but. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's just sadly the way that professional sports works is it's there is no reward for being okay. You're either chasing a championship or you're the worst in the league because if you're in the middle, you're stuck. It's kind of like America Minis- right now. You're Minis- either top yeah, or bottom. Yeah. There's no middle class anymore. The, the Minnesota Vikings, my only thing I'm a fan of left in the world, have been stuck. In the middle. Mm-hmm. They're never the worst team in the league. They never just go 3-13. and 13. They also never just go 12-4 and four and, like, win the division and go to the playoffs. They're always stuck in the middle, and that's why they're always stuck in the middle, because they're always stuck in the middle. But let, So 
that affects TV revenue because they get revenue from airing and playoff games and all that stuff. Is that, I mean, who, I, I know you want to win. Sure. And But you don't want to be the losing team. The, well, the TV revenue is the answer to why teams can now effectively tank because the revenue is all shared. So the best team in the league and the worst team in the league get okay. the same amount of money. So they don't care if they tank. Exactly. Okay. Well, I, I'm siding with the players on this. Yes, for sure. I thought for... I, I mean, the, 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 Rob Manfred and the, the owners in Major League Baseball are... It's not just the fact that they're being greedy. It's all of the things that they're saying and the spin they're putting on this and the way that that's going to affect the the average everyday baseball fan. Yeah. Like they're sitting here saying, we've experienced significant financial hardships over the last several years, and that's why we need to dig our heels in and get more revenue. It's like they made like $11 billion right. last year. That sounds so stupid to people that have gone through the world as we know it the last couple of years. They're exactly. sitting here thinking like, I don't have a job. I can't pay my rent. These guys are arguing over like an extra $300 million. It's 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 well, really it's bad PR more than anything. It's bad PR. It's bad fans of baseball. Yep. Love baseball. They yep. want to be at games. They want. To, I mean, it is such like a part of their life, and um, I think it's really it really sucks for them. I mean, the players, everybody. I just think it's like let's just you know find some common ground. And stop being babies. God, I'm going to lump these guys in with Ben Simmons. and. <laughs> okay, so then I have a question for you. As a mom of, of teenage boys, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports here on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, what is the solution to halt the softening of America? Because you can't have it both ways. People are becoming inherently more soft and more lazy because they're not being held accountable. Right. But as I always say, there's a double edge to every single thing. Accountability and being held accountable is a good thing. But that falls into vitriol and people being mean to each other. And so how, there is no way to balance it. If you're going to have people calling people out and talking smack to people all the time, you're going to have people being ruthless and unruly and mean. But if you don't have unruly, ruthless, mean people, then everybody's going to be entitled all the time and they're going to be soft. Totally. If we don't get let our kids get in fights anymore, then how are they going to learn how to fight? That's the best analogy I can give you. I mean, I've told my kids, you can throw you can throw the last punch, but you can't <laughs> throw the first punch. Yeah, but that's the whole thing, too, though, is like if your your kids don't know how to punch anybody. Uh, yeah, they do. We have a boxing you do? thing in the basement. See, yeah. that's great. Okay, because like my, I had a totally, I mean, I know I had a, a different circumstance because my dad is a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo, but like we were instructed on how to fight when we were kids. Yeah. I think you teach respect. Yeah, I think that's, right. that's the number one thing you do is teach respect right. and, and the rest will follow. My kids, I mean, listen, my kids are not perfect. Sure. But um, I hope that they show respect to their teachers. And I I know for a fact sometimes they don't sure. because they are still kids. But I think um, you treat people with respect. And I, think that's, about, I think about this in the, the team sporting world a lot because it's become so prevalent that guys transfer or quit or whatever. I think about like my my high school basketball career. I was way better at football and baseball. I was just on the basketball team because I just like playing sports, whatever. I was never like going to be good or whatever. So like my two years on varsity, you know, I was just like coming off the bench, whatever. I never played, never got to shoot. And we were terrible. We lost all the time. And uh, I think back though, how much I always wanted to quit and how the number one reason I didn't quit is because all my friends would have given me the hardest time ever and they wouldn't have let me quit. Right. They just would have been like, dude, it's all good. Like we're going to Applebee's after the game. Who cares? Yeah. Like we're just here to have fun. Now I don't know if that happens anymore. Kids don't call each other out. And if they do quit, they're like, man, good for you. Same. It comes full circle. I don't think that's true. I don't really No, Cause I've, but even if you say I'm doing what's best for me. No, I mean, we, no, 
I think That's kids good. would say like, no, man, we want you on the team. You That's know, good. come on. No, I don't. I don't. But I don't know. Um, I'm not here to give parenting advice. Um, speaking of big old babies, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> um, his bestie, AJ Hawk, is saying yeah. that um, Aaron will be shopping different teams and plans and hopes to be traded. He, We're doing this again. He is saying he did this the whole last offseason, then came back to Green Bay and act like it's nothing. He's, this is like being married to somebody for 15 years and be like, you know what, man? Yeah, I'm gonna go play the field, but if I don't find anyone better, I'm gonna come back to you. And then your girl's like, sure, you can come on back. Well, it's now, ridiculous. Let me ask you this: so if let's say he pulls this stuff, which he is, yes, <laughs> he clearly do is. the Packers have to take him back, or can they say? Bye. Here's the problem: this is the levers that the that the Packers can't overcome, and this is what Ryan Tuttle always sits here and screams about. He's still the best player in the NFL. I'm not. I'm not debating that. Although so then, I am. So you I, have to take it back because yes, if you you're don't the Packers, have to, but you well, but you're the Packers, but so you do. Do they have to con- yes, contractually? Because, yes, be, no, not contractually. Only they because not. they want him to because he's the best quarterback. That's right. Okay. And because you're Green Bay and you can't get anybody else. Okay. Professional athletes don't want to move. I know our boss is listening to this right now, and she's going to scream at me when she hear, hears mm-hmm. this. But mm-hmm. most pro athletes don't want to move to Green Bay, Wisconsin. They just don't. I totally understand. <laughs> I mean, Green Bay, Wisconsin is like Missoula, Montana. You know what I mean? Well, the summers are great there. No, totally. And I think that a lot of us would like it. But if you're no, those it. guys, you want to live in San Francisco or Los Angeles or New York or yeah. Houston or everywhere but Green Bay, Wisconsin, unfortunately. Right. Well, um, I would like him to just retire and go away. <laughs> oh, man. The sad part is we're going to have like years left of this. He needs to regress as a player before he's ever going to consider retiring. All right. Well, as long as he doesn't go to the Bears, I'm fine. The Bears. What if he goes to the Bears? What will I do? Uh, I don't think he... I think that's the one place he couldn't go. Okay. His whole, like, I own you every time he goes to Soldier Field. I don't think that'd be received that well. That's the other part where Aaron Rodgers is so lucky. People in Wisconsin are so nice. If he would have been doing this stuff in Philadelphia, he would have been strung up by his... I can't even say it. Right. Like, there's no by way. his long locks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way he's surviving if he's doing this in Philly or New York or something. Right. No way. That's why I bet maybe he will stay in Green Bay because he knows that he can't get away with his... He could get away. Well, he is such... I mean, I don't want to offend anybody by saying this. But like he, your boss? He is such a... Ba- no, he's not like our boss at all. No, I say you don't want to offend no, our no, boss. No, no, no. I don't want to offend anybody from this area oh. of the world. He's such a Bay Area guy. Oh. He's such a Cal guy. Like, that's what he is. His mm-hmm. whole, like, self-righteous, I'm so smart. I got a perfect score on my SATs. I went to Cal Berkeley, blah, blah, blah. That's why he is like this because he's so much like that well maybe he should go work in tech i mean aaron Rodgers sport is a hoodie a, all day aaron Rodgers is an exceptionally smart person so i actually won't be surprised if he works in any sector of the of society when he's done playing i just wish he would be done playing sooner than later he's so annoying yeah he's super annoying honest <laughs> now espn radio chicken doesn't know sports presented by the ac hotel our good friend carolyn in the studio what else is going on i just want to end on a sort of like a <laughs> tug at your heartstrings story well, that's but... good because you already got me all fired up i'm like red in the face because of aaron Rodgers. he's so silly <laughs> Um, so, you know, soccer, football, as they say in Europe. Football, the um, beautiful game. The beautiful game. So they're playing, and uh, this two teams were playing, and they each had uh, Ukrainian soccer. They each had Ukrainian players yep. on opposing teams. And before yep. the game, they came out and hugged each other. Very nice. And it was just such like a beautiful showing of solidarity, even though they're going to kick each other's butts on the field. Yeah, it's great. And uh, it feels like I don't want to get into the 
war and the invasion, but sure. looks like a lot of sports teams, sports, um, you know, just they're they're really trying to send proceeds to victims in Ukraine yep. and trying to raise awareness. And I think that's really beautiful. So it is for sure. Uh, two little side thoughts on this broad narrative. One, and again, like you said, we don't want to get into the whole politics and details of all of this, but. The one thing that I've learned from this last couple of weeks watching the news and watching all the stuff on all the social medias is you don't want to screw with Ukraine. My goodness, what a tough group of people, what a tough country, and uh, what great national pride. But two, I didn't know this, but Vitaly Klitschko, who was the heavyweight champion of the world for more than 10 years, is the mayor of Kiev. Yeah, I did read that last So week. I was thinking this. In, a, in a, a perfect world, we could just end the conflict by having Klitschko and Vladimir Putin box. Box it out? Let's go. Yeah. Give me 15 rounds of that. And then let Logan Paul box <laughs> the winner of that? I mean, <laughs> please, because then Vladimir Putin and Logan Paul would both get their faces beat in because there's no way they could hang with the Klitschko brothers. Those no. guys are the scariest guys the heavyweight boxing has seen in a minute. Yeah. And it's interesting. There's a lot of um, athletes and just really brave men and women and children, but that are fighting, staying and fighting and, and yeah. going back and fighting and for their country. And I just think, I mean, my heart goes out to everyone there and, but it is really beautiful to see the solidarity and the camaraderie co that's coming out of it. Chicken does no sports here on ESPN radio. Nuana's now presented by the AC hotel. Usually, we give you an opportunity to win some vouchers right now, but instead, the AC Hotel is doing something different, right? Yeah, so for the Bracket Challenge, nice. uh, they are giving $50 gift cards. So we have two of them, so two those will be a part of our uh, prize packages. We'll have a first, second, and third place prize. We're still accumulating all of the goods and deciding which goes where, but yeah. uh, there'll be two different $50 gift cards in either first, second, or third place yeah. among this giveaway. And it's for the lounge, and if you haven't been to the AC Lounge yet, go it is so nice and just relaxing and great cocktails wines beers mocktails whatever love it thank you to the ac hotel and thank you to you carolyn chicken doesn't know sports we'll be back in a couple weeks in the meantime keep it right here espn radio Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Missoula Sports Center. The Bob 
Wildcats attached outright to their championship title, the Grizz fell at home to a familiar nemesis, and the last evening of Big Sky Conference regular season hoops commences tonight. Hello, I am Colter Nuanez. Montana State men sold up a share of the Big Sky title against Southern Utah on Tuesday. On Thursday in Bozeman, Bobcats ensured the title is theirs alone with a 75-69 win over Sac State. The victory moves MSU to 15-4 and in Big Sky play and 23-7 and overall, each record a program best. Because during the Big Sky as a charter member back in 1963, the Bobcats will take the number one seed in the next week's conference tournament in Boise. In Missoula, the Grizzlies continued struggling to beat Northern Colorado at home, a place Montana is usually nearly impossible to beat. UM entered Thursday's contest having won 58 of their last 68 games at Dahlberg Arena after UNC's 75-66 win. Of the last 11 home losses UM has suffered in Missoula, six have come to Northern Colorado. Montana's loss drops them to 11-8 in league play. UM is locked in as the number five seed in next week's conference tournament, and Northern Colorado can secure the two seed with a win in Bozeman Saturday or the three seed with a loss to the Bobcats. Finally, the women's league wraps up tonight. MSU can win at Northern Colorado. Bobcats will share the league title, and if the Lady Grizz can win at Sac State, Montana would receive a first round bye. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. still cool yeah Pharrell's always been cool <laughs> I feel like he, he like became uncool somehow for a while that's just what happens when you get super famous though right like you, you, that's that's the American way like you get super famous then you get overexposed and then people get tired of you they have like Pharrell fatigue so they have to like beat you down and if you can like come back and reinvent yourself then you get to be cool again this is why Madonna's like the most brilliant pop artist of, like, the first portion of modern age pop, right? Because she became uber famous, nauseating, and then redid it, like, three different times. It's amazing. I mean, that's what you got to do to survive in, in any part of pop culture. That's I mean, true. acting, music, whatever. I, I mean, mean, look at me. I'm, I'm a trained writer, and I'm sitting here doing a radio TV show. That's how it goes. Hey, man, me too. So <laughs> well, it's, it's mostly because uh, our great love for newspapers was just put on full display on um, how painful that is. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. But not today, not on TV, back on TV tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. It's Monday. I'm sorry. I have been running crazy around Missoula, but had one of the great weeks of my life in terms of getting people all signed up and, and in for the show, especially for this upcoming awesome month. So shout out to everybody around Missoula. Thanks for taking my calls and letting me come bug you. We sold this show out for the month of March as part of our tournament takeover, our bracket challenge, and just Nuanas now in general. So couldn't have done it without all of you, whether you're a listener or an advertiser, or a supporter, or a combination of all three. Thank you so much for helping us out and rolling with us. Hope you're having an outstanding week. Hope you're having a great Friday. Rajim Seabrook, our normal Friday co-host, he is under the weather, so he's out today. And it won't be in Boise next week, so actually probably going to be a couple weeks until we catch up with Rajim, unfortunately. I was in Bozeman last weekend, so we'll have to go see my man on a, a personal level and see what's going on. Make sure he's doing all right. Uh, 
But either way, love having Rajim in, but we are forging forward without him. So um, hope you're having a great week and uh, hope you're ready for some some madness because the madness is upon us. We got high school hoops up on the uh, screen. I've been watching these tournaments. Uh, there's been some good games. It's been fun watching this Washington State tournament. Our, our uh, television is just right here, so I usually have to watch myself on TV. This is much more appealing watching this State B tournament here on SWX Montana Television from the state of Washington. But some good hoopers going on for sure. And next week, it'll be full-fledged state tournaments across the state. we got the AA tournament in Billings. you got the A tournament here in Missoula. you got the B tournament uh, in Bozeman. And then you got the C tournament in Great Falls. So four different tournaments you can go check out. I'm really looking forward to following that Class B tournament because there's a couple great teams, including a couple great Native American teams that have been ripping it up uh, so far this year. And, uh, man, I tell you, if you can get Brick Breed and Fieldhouse, and it's, it's Lodge Grass versus Lame Deer in that Class B state championship, buckle up. That might be the best crowd that's been on hand in a uh, Brick Breed and Fieldhouse basketball game in years. That would be so sweet. I hope that happens. Whoever makes it, it'll be sweet anyways. State championships are always great, but that would be a cool matchup. Speaking of championships, we have what amounts to several games in the Big Sky Conference and women's basketball with huge repercussions tonight. Montana State plays at Northern Colorado. Bobcats bounce back from their loss to the Lady Grizz with a win over Sac State on Thursday, or excuse me, Wednesday. Then they play at Northern Colorado tonight. Bobcats win, and they will secure a share of the Big Sky title. They'll split that thing with Idaho State. In Greeley, Northern Colorado, excuse me, that that game will be in Greeley. In Sacramento, Montana will play at Sac State. That game is basically a play-in game. Everybody makes it to the Big Sky tournament, but the loser of this game is going to have to play on Monday, and the winner is going to get to have a bye and play on Tuesday And then the other play-in game is Idaho at Northern Arizona. So right now you got three teams tied at 11-8 and in conference play. Montana, Idaho, and Northern Arizona. And then you have Sac State, who's 10-9 and in Big Sky Conference play. So there's a variety of different scenarios and tiebreakers. The point is, the tiebreakers are going to come down to who gets the 6 and the 7 because the winners of these games are going to get the 4 and the 5. So we won't really know who gets what. When you look at the bracket, it's actually interesting because (laughs) it's funny. We've talked a lot about Big Sky Conference women's basketball around here, mostly because we have our phenomenal insider, Krista Redpath, who, by the way, will join us each day next week in Boise. But also, Andrew and I have both covered a lot of Big Sky Conference women's hoops over the years. And it's a good league. It's a really fun league to to cover. But the uh, the one thing that we've been sort of mysteriously searching for is, is Southern Utah a contender or a pretender? And they did not look good in Bozeman two weeks ago when they got smacked by the Bobcats on senior night. They did not look good either matchup against the Lady Grizz, including the last time I watched them live, which was here in Missoula last week. They got killed by the Lady Grizz. But then... So Utah went and beat Idaho State. So they obviously are good. They they beat the conference champion their last time out. That said, I guess what I'm getting at is this battle for the four, five, six, and seven seeds, it comes with a lot of different factors 
because of course you want to buy so you don't have to play the extra game. But on the other hand, the women actually get a better advantage than the men in terms of the fact that they get a break. So you don't have to win three games in three days to win the women's tournament. You will have one day off. That said, if somebody was to come from the Monday side of the bracket, basically, they'd have to win Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Or maybe it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Regardless, they'd have to win four games in five days. We've seen Idaho State make that run twice where they played on the first day and got all the way to the championship game. But in both of those championship games, they looked completely out of gas. So it is advantageous to get a bye. That said, the thing that I keep gravitating back toward is that the Lady Grizz have not won. They've won one postseason game since Robin Selvig retired. I think that a scenario in which Montana did not win against Sac State tonight and they had to play Monday could actually be advantageous for the Lady Grizz for two reasons. One, they get to play Portland State and or either Eastern Washington or Weber State, depending on who finishes 10th. And then they'd get a better draw, especially if they got that six, because they would get to play then Southern Utah on Tuesday, which is a way better matchup for the Lady Grizz. And just quite frankly, even though Southern Utah is good and probably better than we have given them credit for, they're not Montana State and they're not Idaho State. So I think those are definitely matchups you'd want to avoid if you're the Lady Grizz. That said, you don't want to lose two in a row going into the tournament, and you don't want to set yourself up to have to play multiple days in a row if you, in fact, want to make a run. So, Andrew, where are we at with these games? Because it just seems like broadly you'd say, well, yeah, you want to win your regular season finale so you can get these buys and get these seeds. But also a lot of these teams would be in a better spot in the bracket if they didn't win. And it's also very hard to sort of dice out who's better between this four-team pack that's sort of stuck there uh, in between fourth and seventh place. Yeah, Coulter, it's exciting. We're getting drama down here to the final day of the regular season, which is not something that I thought we would get, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But like you said, I mean, Idaho's made a run to put themselves in there. Sacramento State, which looked like they were heading on a rocket ship towards the top of the conference, fell off a little bit. So now we do have that group of four. I'm somebody who's always going to say, I mean, you just don't want to play the extra game because we're always focused on making it to the championship. I mean, that's everybody's goal. And it's just, if that is your goal, you you want to be playing three games rather than four. So while I, I, I agree with you, there's a world in which falling to the to the sixth seed, falling out of the buys, and then you know getting to play Portland State or, or Eastern Washington or Weber State, and then having that matchup against Southern Utah in the second round is better for Montana. I mean, in in which scenario is it really better for them? Is it good for them if they want to win a game or two and maybe have some some good vibes going into next year? And, and get a conference tournament win on the board in Brian Holsinger's first year? Right. Sure. Then it's good for them. If you want to make a run to the championship, you want to be playing the one the one fewer game. So there's your question then. The Lady Grizz right now have 18 victories. The 20-win mark has always been the baseline barometer for basic success at Montana. As, as lofty as that expectation is, that is the baseline for success at Montana. Robin Selvig won... 20 games, I believe, 32 of his 38 seasons at the helm for the Lady Grizz. And when you play in Missoula at Auburn Arena and you have a little bit more resources than most teams in the league to buy some games, I mean, 
Very, very few other. Idaho State's not getting Gonzaga to come to Pocatello. Let's just say it like that. Gonzaga played in Missoula this year. So, uh, you know, Utah State's been to Missoula recently. So there is some resources to get more home games. So 20 wins is sort of a barometer. Also, though, the, the postseason demons is such a huge deal for the Lady Grizz, especially considering they were the dominant team in the league for decades in the postseason. Granted, some of those games, most of those games were in Missoula. But that's all to say, I guess, what would we constitute as success for the Lady Grizz? And of the barometers that measure success, which one is more important? Multiple postseason victories or a 20-win season or a combination of both? I guess with what you've seen from their talent, what's going to be sort of the litmus test for if the Lady Grizz had a successful year this year? I think getting to the 20-win mark, you know, setting up for multiple postseason victories is always tough because, I mean, once you get in there, you're talking about, you know, making it to the semifinals. And the thing with Montana is that, I mean, you hit it right on the head, Coulter. This is a team that has had trouble winning away from Dahlberg Arena. Four and seven on the road, 12 and three at home this year. And that is, that's not unique in the conference. Now, no, totally. That's I, I, I think and here's, a, here's a stat that I, I actually went through the other night. Including neutral site games, both regular season and tournament, as well as regular season road games, Montana is 23 and 50 away from Dahlberg Arena since Robin Selvig retired. That's an amazing number. That's shocking. Because they've been about, like, even for all the ups and downs of Shannon Schwain, last year they won 17 games. I guess last year was a shortened season, but they've two been year, right around 500. Two years ago they won 17 games, and then this year they have 18 wins. So they're just a few games below 500, but that shows you how many games they're they're winning at like a 75 percent clip at home still because they're only winning about one third of the time when they're not at Dahlberg Arena. Well, here's the good news for them next week. Then Coulter, everybody's away from home. That's right. And and this is this is crazy to me. One team in the Big Sky Conference this year on the women's side has a winning record away from home. It's Southern Utah, but everybody else is 500 or worse. So you throw all of these teams in the neutral neutral site, and I think that you know home court advantage has been so huge for Idaho State this year. Home court advantage is always huge for Montana State. You throw all these teams into the neutral site, I think you're going to get some chaos, and maybe that does work out well for Montana. So I, I think that the Lady Grizz, I, I guess if, if they were to lose tonight, and then say they get the six and they beat Portland State and then they lose in the quarters. I think that that's like the the bottom of what a successful season would be. That would be 19 wins and a, a basically gimme postseason win. I don't think you can say you vanquished your postseason demons. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's successful for me. I think they've got to win two of the next three. And either that's, uh, that's winning tonight and getting a bye and then winning – in, in one of those games yeah, right. and, and making a little right. bit of a run or losing tonight and then winning, winning two. two in the tournament. And yeah. getting the semis. I yeah. agree. So much of this comes down to two, though. The expectation of Montana, I think, should absolutely be to be in the final four of this tournament if Sammy Facken comes back. But she's been MIA. She's been out for 10 games now. So I have no idea if there's any semblance of her coming back or not. Even if she does come back, I mean, what level is she going to be at? That's true. But if she, if she does come back at a, a relatively high level, then I think that Montana has to be a top four finisher in this tournament because she is an all-league player when she's healthy, and Agreed. they also have multiple all-league players. 
Uh, Nuance now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. How about the Cats? I think if the Cats can win at Northern Colorado, which I think that they are should be heavily favored because, first of all, Northern Colorado is not very good. Northern Colorado also has nobody for Darian White, which is a it's a bad matchup for them. But more than anything, Northern Colorado is going to be co- having a letdown coming off of what was an insane comeback against the Lady Grizz. And we were watching it at our house. And when Carmen G. Feller hit a little 15-footer, you said, oh, man, Montana just closed that game out. Seven minutes or seven-point lead with a minute to go. Not so fast. Full-on meltdown last minute and Lady Grizz losing overtime. But you have to imagine that Northern Colorado is going to take a, a step back. But that's all to say that if Montana State shares the league title with Idaho State, I actually think that Trisha Binford is the coach of the year. Because I think that this team is, even though they have the best player in Darian White, I think they're ahead of schedule still. And for them to split it with Idaho State, I think that would be uh, far exceeding what I had as my expectations for the program. I actually think so, too. I was really uh, hesitant to put Montana State on that same tier with Idaho State in the preseason and even through the early season because we all had the questions. First off, is Darian White going to be able to carry the load for this team? And then who's going to step up beside her? And I think they've done a really good job. As far as Coach of the Year goes, it, that would be a tough tough to argue against Trisha Binford if they share the regular season title. But, of course, you've got to look at what happened last year. I think a lot of people's views will be colored by what happened last year when I believe she and Seton Soboleski shared the Conference Coach of the Year honors despite Idaho State sort of winning the conference going away. And, the, right. you know, I think if you want to say Seton Soboleski got jobbed a little bit last year, does that contribute to the voting? You know, who who knows? Who else is the contenders for Coach of the Year? Mark Campbell. Yeah, Mark Campbell at Sac State. Sac State's finished above 503 times in their program's history, so that is also on the line. Sac State is 10-9 and nine in league play, but they also, I believe, are exactly at 500 overall. They might be one game below 500. 14 and 14. There you go. They're right at 500. So this would be their first, this would be their only their fourth Regular season finish over 500 ever. So Mark Campbell would certainly be in the mix. And, but and Tr- Tracy, Tracy Sanders, Sanders has to kind of be there too. Yeah, for I, sure. I think Tracy Sanders is one of the favorites right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would agree. Okay, so the last one. It's Nuanas now around the Big Sky Women's Hoops right now with Andrew Houghton. Um, the, 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 uh, the last game then is the Idaho-Northern Arizona game. I think this is a huge one because if I was the rest of the league, I would be very, very scared of Idaho right now. They have figured out a way to reel Sidney Gandy in a little bit and unleash Beyonce B ex- extensively. They've won six in a row. They're the hottest team in the league. And who better, who knows better how to win on neutral courts in the state of Idaho than John Newley? Nobody. Besides Susan Soboleski, probably. But, but Newley is right there. He's one of the great tournament coaches. So the fact that he's turned this team around and, I mean, a month ago, if you would have told me that Idaho's going to get to 12 league wins, I would have said you're insane. And now they're knocking on the door of it. All they have to do is go to Flagstaff and get a win. But NAU's pretty darn good. Well, of course they would say you were insane because, I mean, it would only have required a seven-game winning streak to close the season. <laughs> That's what Idaho's going for right now. That's what they're going for. They really are terrifying, man. They've got a lot of talent on that team. Well, they got the best. They got the preseason MVP. Beyonce B, who, who struggled early in the season and has just come out like a monster down the stretch, 40 points in a game over the weekend, but they've got a lot of other talented, like, they've got a lot of potential mismatches on that team, and Beyonce B is one of them. Louise Forsyth, the transfer from Gonzaga, is a really skilled big. She can step out and shoot the three. Uh, Tiana Johnson, the the Sacramento State transfer from Kalispell, she's got height and she can shoot. They're, when, when you actually look at them, 
when they're playing their game and when they're trying to get the ball inside, and that's been a struggle for them, they're a tough matchup for a lot of teams. No, I was now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. What's up next week? We'll tell you. Keep it right here. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Rush Town Management. So check this out. Since we talking over this deaf beat right here that I put together, I want to hear some of them deaf rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And together, we can get paid and paid and paid and Well, best songs in rap history. Little Eric B. and Rakim for you here on a Friday. Hope you have an outstanding week. It's Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. Appreciate it. We'll be back in full force, both on radio and television around the great state of Montana next week. Stem to Stern, the Big Sky Conference Tournament in Boise, Idaho, men's and women's. Men's tournament gets kicked off Wednesday. Women's tournament gets kicked off Monday, Tuesday. So it should be a jam-packed week full of action. I think a lot of... Great storylines for both the Montana schools and the whole rest of the conference. So we'll have full coverage for you both here at ESPN Radio as well as on SkylineSportsMT.com. So please go check out all of that. If you missed anything in the show today, we heard from Travis DeCure and Dalen Kuntz recapping last night's Grizz game. Plus we heard a little bit about the Bobcat game from Andrew Houghton who was covering that for us from Skyline Sports. Took you all the way around the AA basketball divisionals for both the Eastern and Western portions of the AA with the state tournaments on the horizon. We also talked a little Grizz football. Heard from our good friend Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports. And also previewed tonight's Big Sky Conference slate in women's basketball, the final night of the regular season. You can find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the Advocates as well as Sports Bet Montana. Appreciate those two great supporters of everything we do around here as well. Next week... We'll have all sorts of phenomenal guests and also a tease for next week. You can find this show always from 4 to 6. But you can also find me on ESPN Plus for half an hour before each tournament day starts. I'll be broadcasting live on ESPN Plus with Mary Lou's Cook from the Big Sky Conference, great friend of this show. So very excited for that. I have no idea how I'm going to outdress her. She said bring multiple flamboyantly colored jackets. So I shall... Follow orders. We'll see you next week in Boise. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.